Hi, and welcome to the Endo Babe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endo Babe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endo babes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Anxiety Ass Kickers podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to be having my first guest on the podcast. So Chelsea is my first guest. So Chelsea Blackburn is here with us today, and she is a blogger. She's a coach. She is a podcaster herself, and she is has been a friend of mine in entrepreneurship, in, in the coaching world, and I'm really, really happy to bring her on today. So she is a someone who has endometriosis and specifically blogs, podcasts, and coaches other people with endometriosis to help them live a wonderful life despite the pain that they are having and to become leaders in their own lives and to break free from a lot of the limits that they feel like endo places on them. And so I'm really excited to bring her energy here to the podcast today for her to share her journey, for any of you to get a, a friend and a light in your life. Um, if you're someone who struggles with endometriosis or you know someone who does, which it likely is that you, you do because it is so common. And so, yeah, welcome, Chelsea. Um, I would love for you to introduce yourself, say hi, and we can dive right into what is going to be an enlightening and amazing conversation. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for our chat today. Um, well, hello, everybody. My name is Chelsea. I am a coach for people with endometriosis. Um, so let's kind of just start with like what endometriosis even is and maybe my journey with endo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so endometriosis is a disease where tissue that's similar to the lining of the uterus, it's not the same, it's very similar to, um, is in the abdomen, it's in the chest cavity, nasal cavity, brain. It's been found in every single organ in the entire body. Um, and it behaves similar to the lining of the uterus, right? Where it fills up with blood, but essentially these lesions cause an inflammatory response, right? Um, so endometriosis is, was originally thought to be a hormonal disease and the research that's coming out now is pointing that it is a full body inflammatory disease. It's kind of centered around immune dysfunction, right? Mm. And so it is incredibly prevalent. There's a one in 10 people that have endometriosis or one in 10 women that have endometriosis, but that doesn't really include the trans and non-binary communities that haven't been studied yet. So I'm sure in the next like five years, we're going to be seeing those numbers spike up, right? Like one in five possibly. Um, so if you think that you don't know somebody that has endometriosis, you're probably wrong. <laughs> if you're in a room with 10 people, more than likely more than one of them has endometriosis, um, even if they don't know that they have it yet, you know? Um, but it's, it is such a weird disease, right? Because it kind of presents differently for everybody. Like for me and my journey, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 21. 
2012. So I had been in, in and out of the doctors for like five years before that, where my pain was just all over abdomen pain that would make me pass out. It wasn't really correlated to my periods. It wasn't anything that they could really pinpoint, you know, they thought I had IBS. They thought that I was making up pain because my parents were getting a divorce and I was trying to get attention. Um, They thought I was drug seeking, like all of these like horrible gaslighting statements, which I'm sure we can talk about later (laughs) on their um, effects on anxiety and things like that. And just mental health in general. But um, I finally found a doctor in 2012 who was like, ah, sounds like maybe you have endometriosis. Let's do an exploratory surgery. Um, and so they went in and found endometriosis all over my bowels, right? Which is why I was having all over abdomen cramping. My bowels were adhered to my abdominal wall because it kind of um, what endometriosis does is all that inflammation kind of can create like scar tissue and adhesions, right? And so it been my whole life that I probably had it, you know, I was probably the research is pointing that it's created when we are created. Wow. Like really? from so an embryo. Yeah. Far. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I probably had it my whole life. And so my bowels were adhered to my abdominal wall. So they like couldn't move properly. I had digestive issues because of that. Um, you know, and it just goes to show that this is a disease that can present differently for everybody. And I haven't ever from the hundreds of thousands of women that I've talked to that have endometriosis, no two stories are the same, Mm -hmm. which makes this disease very hard to diagnose and to manage, right? Because everybody needs like a different healing plan, a different way of like coping with illness. And like, depending on how long it's been going on in the stage that you have, right. It can be the severity of the disease can progress um, to where it damages organs. I know some women are losing their kidneys, their bladders, like all of these things because it takes about 10 years to get diagnosed. That's average diagnosis time because yeah, nuts, right? Because the presentation is so different, you know, and like all of the research, like I was saying in the beginning, all the research in the past was said that it was a hormonal disease, you know? And so that's what doctors learn in medical school. And so it's the research hasn't caught up to the medical community yet. The new research that's pointing to it being an inflammatory disease centered around immune dysfunction hasn't gotten into medical practice yet. So mm-hmm. um, again, hopefully in like the next 10 years, things will start to maybe catch up a little bit, um, yeah. but it's a completely life altering disease. And I mean, it, it wrecked havoc on just like my mental health. Like I remember I was when I finally got diagnosed, like I was so angry at everybody. I was angry at doctors. I was angry at my family. I was angry at like friends that could like live their normal early twenties. And, um, it really like angry at myself, you know, like angry at my body. And because of that, I made like very poor decisions with my health, you know, like, can I cuss on here? Yes. Oh my God. Totally. My the title of my podcast is Anxiety (laughs) Ass Kickers. Of course, you can drop fuck bombs, all that kind of stuff on here. (laughs) Um, you know, like I it was kind of that fuck it mentality where I was like, fuck it, my body's already broken. Like, why would I take care of myself? Mm. You know, and it really took me almost like going through like a dark night of the soul moment Mm -hmm. where I like basically hit rock bottom and Mm -hmm. realized like something had to change. Like my, I didn't like the way that my life was. I didn't like the person I was becoming. 
Um, and so I really kind of had to look inward and ask myself, okay, well, like what kind of person do I actually want to be? What kind of life do I actually want to have, you know, and like get really clear on that. And when I did that, I was able to make choices out of a place of self-love instead of self-hate and move into learning to really live well with endometriosis, even though I did still have pain, you know, because as I'm sure anybody with endometriosis knows, like you can have surgery and you can do all the medications. You could be eating perfectly, but you could still have pain, you know? And so it's not really learning how to get rid of all of the pain. It's learning how to live well, even if you do have a little bit of pain, you know? And that's really what I've moved into helping my clients with now is helping them really make that shift as well, because you can still live well, even if you do have pain, you know, like it doesn't have to consume your entire life. It doesn't have to change well, it will change everything, but it doesn't have to change things for the bad or the worst, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that. And the anger that you spoke about is something I definitely can, can relate to because when I was, you know, quote unquote, like diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and, um, and was told that I was depressed and all of those things, initially I was really mad at, myself, right. For getting myself into that place for the way that I was treating myself with so much hate for, I was angry yeah, at other people who didn't have, who didn't have the same struggles. Right. And it was like, why does everybody else get to have this like beautiful life? And then I'm hit with, you know, with anxiety or with trauma or like with you, with, with endo, which in itself probably caused a lot of emotional and mental trauma as well. In addition to just the physical part of it and the gaslighting that you were experiencing. Right. And people saying like, Hey, you're not actually struggling. You look fine on the outside. Right. And so that anger, um, I would love to talk about that because I think it's something that a lot, I know that I've experienced and I'm sure that, um, some, anyone listening might have experienced just with any, mental, emotional, or physical struggle they've been through. And so my question for you is like, how do you, what did you do with that anger? Did you kind of, did you stuff it down? Did you learn to like, learn how to release it or how to carry it? Like, what was that process like for you? Yeah, for sure. And I can totally like relate, but you just said, it's kind of like that. Why me yeah. mentality? Like, why is this happening to me? Like, why can't I have this life? Like everybody else is happening. And it just, when you aren't, when you don't have the tools to really cope in a positive way, right? Like mm-hmm. I know for me, I I managed my anger by my anger and sadness and hate and like all of these feelings that I was feeling, I managed them by numbing everything. Mm-hmm. So like I was mm-hmm. the party girl, you know, I always mm-hmm. was out doing things. Like I, I managed it by like dating drug dealer, drug addict men, you know, like not drug dealer, drug addict men. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, and just like making like poor relationship decisions and, yeah. um, really not like dealing with anything and just kind of riding through life. Like it was yeah. happening to me, you know, and yeah. it really, like I was saying, I kind of hit like that rock bottom, dark night of the soul moment and had to take like a huge, like lesson from the universe, like back to back. And yeah had to take like a really hard look at my life and like stop putting up with my own bullshit and be like, okay, why am I in this position right now? You know, like obviously endometriosis didn't put me here. It's the choices that I made got Mm -hmm. me to this moment right now. So how can I, what kind of person do I even want to be? What kind of life do I even want to have? And like getting curious about that. And like, what if that could be my life? You know, like what if Mm -hmm. I could have 
this life that I actually wanted? What if I could be this person that I actually wanted to be instead of the person that I am right now, you know? And so learning how to ask myself better questions, right. To kind of shift my mindset, help me cope with things in a better way. So I started, instead of numbing, I started um, moving energy through my body in a positive way with like exercise and, um, like somatic practices and things like that. Right. And journaling, I process a lot of my thoughts writing. So I always, mm-hmm. I mentioned everybody, if anybody knows me, I'm like journaling, journal, journal on it, journal on it <laughs> because that's how I process. Right. You know, like some Just people get it out process of your head. talking. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, Johnny, she processes through talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so everybody's just a little bit differently, but writing really had a profound effect on my healing and like my ability to actually like process the thoughts that were going through my head and the anger that I was feeling Mm -hmm. and figuring out new ways to cope with it. Right. Instead of numbing. Yeah. And it, it sounds like at that turning point, like this dark night of the soul experience that you had, which anyone who's not familiar with that term, it's a term in this, this bubble of like psychotherapy and spirituality. And it's when you start becoming conscious, right? It's when you wake up to what your life is instead of just like going through the motions. And it can be, I know for me, it was this very, very scary moment when I realized, well, one, I was doing a lot of things that was hurting myself and hurting other people around me. And also realizing like how much the world was just conditioning me in a negative way. And that can be a very scary place to be in. So if you're like in that place where you're like waking up to, you know, maybe habits that you're not a fan of everyone else around you, like being a negative influence, just know that like that is part of the process and it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Like even though it's a very scary moment or it can feel like a very low moment, it's something that pretty much required in order to like awaken and then feel empowered if you have gone through a lot of shit basically. Um, and so on like about that experience, right. To make the shift from, Hey, I hate myself and I'm going to keep like punishing myself because I have, you know, been taught that my body is, is terrible or that like, I'm not worthy enough of having a pain-free body, right. Or a pain-free life how, yeah. What was that shift like? And was there a lot of forgiveness that you had to do towards yourself in order to like shift into the empowerment, right? Because that's a really, it's a hard shift to make, to go from the self-hatred to the self-love. And I know it's something I've struggled with and many people listening have. So yeah, I'd love you to speak to that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I just want to remind everybody like this journey started for me probably in like 2016. Right. Um, and so, I mean, it, it's 2021 now, you know, it's almost been like a little over five years. Right. And so, so five years um, of actually consciously shifting. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, it still takes practice every single day, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, it definitely, it definitely is like a process of like letting go of control. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't want to phase it. Right. Because or phrase it, not phase it. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, because when your body is, when you believe that your body's broken and you're in this pain that you can't control and it's uncontrollable and your thoughts are uncontrollable and everything in your life is happening to you, not for you, you know, like it, it's like, you want to grip onto anything 
mm-hmm. to try to control it. Right. And yeah. so really like learning how to like lean out and it's all part of like the acceptance of your actual reality, right. Being yeah. conscious of letting go of the expectation of where you think that your life should be and getting present with the moment and what is actually happening in your life. Right. And just because you're yeah. getting present with something doesn't mean that you have to love it. Yeah. Right. It's just that you have to like notice and become aware of what's actually happening in your life. Right. And then to move forward from that place, like it's a lot of forgiveness, like forgiving yourself for making those choices to get you in that position, right. Forgiving yourself for hating your body. And for Mm -hmm. like, for me, it was like a lot of forgiveness for like making these horrible choices that I knew weren't good for me, but it was just this like coping mechanism that I had to like Mm -hmm. numb all of my feelings because I was having all of these intense emotional feelings. Yeah. They're really hard to deal with. with. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to deal with them. And so, I mean, it was forgiving myself for doing that so that I could move forward because just because I didn't like where I was right then and there in that moment didn't mean that I couldn't move forward and change. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And it's something that's been so important to my journey too. And I think that this is true of, and I'm going to find it to be true of like any journey, whether like just moving from like struggle to empowerment and whatever that struggle is to like becoming more conscious and having a more empowered life that you feel happier in. Like it just, the, the acceptance has to be there, right? You can't change your habits out of a place of hate. I know I tried to do that for so long, tried to change what I was doing out of, you know, when I had like disordered eating behaviors, thinking about like hate towards my body specifically, like when I tried to change those out of a place of still hating my body, like that just led me to more disordered eating behaviors, right? Because it came from this place of guilt and shame and hatefulness and judgment. And I love what you said about how acceptance was really huge for you, but not necessarily acceptance, like while loving where you were and while, because it's be, it'd be pretty hard to love the fact that, you know, Hey, you like to send love to, Oh, I send love to all of my toxic relationships. And I love the fact that I, you know, fed my body like a garbage can. No, we can't say that. Mm -hmm. Right. But we can say, Hey, I accept that I did that because I was just trying to avoid these negative feelings that are really painful. And it's natural for humans to not want to face those feelings. And now I'm going to accept them, face them and do whatever I can to shift and move forward and get out of this loop. Right. Yeah. You can't get out of the suckness, like without, without that acceptance. And um, now I'd love to like take this conversation um, let's move some of this heaviness and how that like heaviness will one was a springboard for like, for you, like personally, and also like career wise. So what did that journey look like for you in terms of like that pivotal moment for you to start changing your mindset and how you were treating yourself um, and how that led you to, yeah, where you are now in terms of being um, a coach and helping other people through this as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, one last thing on what you were just saying yeah. is like, we can't make changes out of self-hate, you know, like yeah. our capitalist society is, they have an entire business off of like making us hate ourselves so they can profit off of it. Right. Like yeah. making weight changes or behavior changes because you don't like your body or like, you don't like your behavior isn't going to move you anywhere. Right. And so it really yeah. is that detachment and 
letting go, you know, like Ali Wong has this whole skit. Um, <laughs> she's like, I don't want to lean in. I want to lie down, you know, like, I don't want to lean in in society. I want to lie down. And I always joke with my audience about that because it is, it's like this. I want to lie down. You got to relax. You got to let go of what you wanted your life to be and just be able to move forward in what is actually yeah. in the now. Yeah. Oh, I have goosebumps all over my body. Just like speaking to that feeling of, of release. I know for me, that was like a huge moment, just realizing that I didn't have to keep going down this road of like unattainable happiness. Sorry, dogs. All good. But I didn't have to go down this road of like unattainable happiness and, and desires and, and something that I couldn't have. Right. We can, we can pause for a second. <laughs> it's totally fine. I'm probably not going to edit it out because I don't edit things out of my podcast. And we all need to know that we are all humans. Chelsea has dogs. She has two wonderful <laughs> little dogs. Her names are Mars. And what's the other one? Gracie. Gracie. Yeah. Well, her dogs are awesome. You should check them out on her Instagram. They're so cute. She like shows them waking up in <laughs> their blankets every morning and it's adorable. And I'm planning on getting a dog soon, but my partner with his allergies, like wants to keep the dogs out of the bedroom. So we'll see how long that lasts after I get the dog. dog. I I, I do plan on getting, yeah, one that's hypoallergenic, but um, we'll probably keep it out of the bedroom until he gives in to it snuggling with us. But I give it a week. (laughs) Yeah. Where were we? Okay. We were talking about humanness. um, And then also, yeah, that feeling of like releasing the control and how, I know when, when I felt that, when I realized I didn't have to keep going for this, like this thing that what I thought like everybody else wanted me to be, and just to be able to like relax and be myself, that that was, that was like a huge burden off of my shoulders, right? Just to stop following what the hell everybody else is doing. And this is a reminder to any, to you listening that you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You did, and if it feels wrong to follow that, if it feel if it's been making you unhappy to achieve what other people said would make you successful or would make you happy or would be good for you, or you're trying to fall in line with even, I know we're going to get into this conversation of like falling into, you know, fitting into the nine to five and being productive Monday through Friday or being productive in a traditional working environment. Um, when your mind and body are screaming, heck no, like you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to follow that. That's not something that has to be dictating your life and you totally get to choose to, yeah, lie down like Kelly Wong had said. Yeah. She's a great comedian. Hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Um, transitioning into, yeah, how you kind of decided to finally, release and then start putting your life in a different direction. I'd love to speak to your journey with, with your career and how you made your career, like work around your life and like the lifestyle changes that you made to really start living in a, in a happier and more peaceful way. Yes. And I mean, again, like it hasn't been an overnight thing. And I always try Mm -hmm. to stress that because I know it's really easy when you see people, where we are both are now, right. After we've gone through all of the struggle, we've gone through all of the things and you're like, I just want to be there. You know, like you will get there as long as you are consistent and you make like you take consistent action and healing. Right. Um, but 
it really, like I said, my, this journey for me started in like 2016, really like looking at my life and being conscious. And at the time I was an ultrasound tech. So I, I worked in as an ultrasound tech, um, in the hospital setting. And for anybody that does have endometriosis, like I was doing all of the right things. You know, I had excision surgery. I, I was eating really well. I was in a loving relationship. I was like making choices for my health every single day, like movement that felt good for my body. And I was still having, um, a lot of pain, you know, and it was because the stress from working at the hospital was triggering my endo and I didn't put Mm -hmm. those correlations together. Right. But the stress was triggering my endometriosis stress. Apparently Mm -hmm. is like one of my biggest triggers. Yeah. And that was like a really hard realization to make, right? Because I went to school for this. I made all of this money and I love being an ultrasound tech. Like I love ultrasound. It's so cool. I'm like a big science nerd. I love all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wasn't really aligned with my, my body anymore. And so I was moved into like starting my coaching business in 2019, right? Because I knew I couldn't be doing ultrasound forever. And I was having this major trans transition transformation with like myself. And I wanted to give back to the endometriosis community in a positive way, right? Like if I can do it, somebody else can do it too. And I can help other people do it. And I have helped other people do it now. Um, but yeah, making that shift from leaving the hospital and working in the coaching industry, um, really, I mean, it was like a game changer for my health. Yeah. Game, Game changer for my mental health, game changer for, really just like being able to like live a life that doesn't cause me like physical and emotional pain anymore, if that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so how did your like lifestyle change when you shift from being a technician to owning your own business? Like what did your, how did your day-to-day kind of change? And then how was it also a source of like stress relief? I'd love to speak to those. Yes, of course. Well, um, so I used to work 12 hour shifts, right? So like working at a hospital, like you're on your feet for 12 hours, getting called from doctors, then me yelling at you, like, come to our patient. Like everything's stat when everything's stat, nothing is stat. Um, especially if you're like (laughs) the only person there, you know? Um, and so that just like added emotional stress from that was triggering my endo. And so like, I would work three days a week and just be exhausted for the other four, you know? And so Mm -hmm. instead of being able to actually do the things that I loved work out and not be so tired and travel. Like my husband, Eli and I like traveling is like one of our big things. Um, we're moving into an RV in like two weeks, but, (laughs) um, being able to actually like travel was just like out of the question, you know? And even if I did travel, it was just like, I was exhausted all the time. Um, and so when I, I got COVID last July and was forced to take time off work, And thank goodness I had already started my coaching business, right? Because um, I was like, oh, like immediately I was like, wow, this, I'm not stressed out anymore. Like my pain is a lot less like, yes, I have COVID, um, but which wasn't like all that bad, you know, but um, it just, it was like a big eye opener for me. Like, wow, look how much different my life could be if I did leave the hospital, if I actually did go full-time in my business, you know, because I was kind of. I don't know, I guess hesitant to leave because I, like I said, I like ultrasound, Um, but it was like that big eye-opening moment for me that was like, oh, wow. I didn't realize how much stress I was in being Mm -hmm. an ultrasound tech and how much that was affecting my everyday life, you know? Um, And so I haven't 
worked as an ultrasound tech since last June. Mm-hmm. Um, so almost a year now I've been full time yeah. in my business and I mean, I don't know, my day-to-days are a lot less stressful. I'm a lot less anxious. I work three days a week now still, you know, I formulate all of my things to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because I can, mm-hmm. um, I like to wake up in the mornings and I, I exercise now every single morning and, um, get to work. And then I'm done with work by like three or four, you know, yeah. and I just, my life is a lot less stressful is that's all yeah. I want to like want to, but I want to like focus on, right. Because when you actually have the freedom to freedom for money, time and energy to heal. Right. And to do something that I actually love and I actually enjoy everything just kind of is better. Yeah. Makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, it totally does. It does make sense because, uh, and I totally hear you on knowing like when you're in that place and you're like, yeah, I've changed, you know, I've started, you know, changing my mindset. I've started working out better. I'm doing all these things to take care of myself. Right. And then you realize that like your job was, was the thing that was preventing more healing from happening. And I was definitely in that place too, as a, um, as a, like a PhD, like research student and stuff. Like I love the science. I love the fact that I was traveling to the Arctic, like twice a year to like go on these like huge expeditions. And I love the science and I'm still a huge tree hugger and environmental scientist. And I geek out about that stuff. Like I still watch documentaries and movies and all of that on that stuff and could talk forever about, about anything related to science. Right. And so it was that like love for what I was doing versus the really sucky parts of the job, like the stress of like publishing papers or like the stress of doing field expeditions and working sometimes 15, 16, 20 hour days, like out in the field and it being like a huge toll on my body. And I love traveling, but when you're traveling on your own with the purpose of like trying to prove your worth, like to your advisor, to your boss or something like that. And you're like, you're, you're not the boss of yourself, right? You're someone else is your boss. Like, and you're, you're just constantly feeling like you can never do enough. Like you can't keep up, like you're on this treadmill. Right. And it sounds like you were in that space as well in the healthcare system. Um, and my sister's a nurse. So I totally feel that like just the exhaustion of like catering to everybody else and like never feeling like you can keep up with it all and things being understaffed and, um, grad schools are completely understaffed and PhD students and researchers are definitely given way too much of a load, just like healthcare workers are. And so, yeah, I totally feel that like the almost, it, I mean, it's ego death is what it is, but anyone who doesn't know what that, what that is, is like, you had to let go like, right. Of some part of your identity that love being an ultrasound tech and love that job to, finally be able to step out of it and say like, Hey, this is actually like screwing with my life and screwing with my health. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, it was like an ego death, right? Because it is, I don't know. I know in the United States, especially right. Like we glorify those really long work days. We glorify like working your nine to five and then like going really hard and hustle, hustle, hustle. And Mm -hmm. I know like a lot of people aren't aren't in our generation, right? We're all like, "Mm, but do I have to do it that way? Like, why can't I do it a way that actually makes me feel fulfilled? Fulfilled. Oh my God. (laughs) All the words today. It's okay. All good. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, instead of running this hamster wheel that I know is making me unhappy, you know, and I know like our parents, most of our parents like have been at the same job until they retire. They have one job their whole life. And I can't mm-hmm. even imagine having a job for like five years, you know, like that's <laughs> <just my> ADD. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it just being able to have that, just the freedom. I know for me, and like I mentioned earlier, like my husband and I, we sold our house and we're going to be traveling around the United States in our RV to see like all the national parks. Like that was one of another one of my really big goals with entrepreneurship, right? Like having a job that was um, location independent and that actually like made me feel happy and didn't stress me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were like all qual- qualifiers. And I, when we're packing, right. I found one of my journals from when I first started my entrepreneurial journey in 2019. And that was on there, like buy an RV. So Eli and I can travel the United States and oh, wow, we're doing it. It's 2021 and like, it's happening, you know? Yeah. So just, I don't know. No dream that you have is too big. Yeah. And if you make choices to align to your dreams and your goals every single day, like you can have them. Yeah. And in, in that, in the interim, right. So in that middle period, when you were like, I have these dreams and I really want to make them happen. And like, before you actually saw the results of it coming to fruition, like, how did you, I want to say like cope within that space, or do you have any advice for anyone who is in that middle part where they're really realizing like, yes, I do want to change my life. I want to change my career, or I want to live life in a different way. And I want to, you know, break free from the like conditioning and the chains that have been placed on me for so long, or maybe that I've even been placing on myself. Right. So how, yeah. What advice do you have for people who may be at that dreaming or just like hope stage, but who aren't seeing everything play out? I mean, like for somebody who is in their nine to five and they're like wanting to start their job, just do it. Yeah. Right? You're going to look back a year from right now and wish that you would have started last year. Mm. Right. Like you have a dream inside of you. You have a goal inside of you. You have this mission, this idea, these like ideas for this future life that you want. And you wouldn't have those if they weren't meant for you and you couldn't get them, you know, like you can have anything that you want in this world. And so just start today. Like even if, and keep showing up, right? Don't stop showing up just because things aren't happening as fast as you want them to, right? Like um, one of my mentors, Johnny, um, her and I started in this group program together, right? And like she scaled her business so fast, right? But I was still mm-hmm. in my, well, I could have all of the excuses in the world. It just didn't happen as fast for me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I could have either compared myself to her and everybody else that's in the online industry doing other things, you know, or I could have just what did what I did. And I just kept my blinders on and kept moving forward, even though things weren't happening as fast for me. And that's okay. You know, like things don't have to happen super fast, as long as you're consistent and you keep showing up for your dreams, like you'll have them. Yeah. I think that's such a great point that you made about whether it's your, and this is a common theme throughout this conversation. I think whether it's your healing journey physical, mental, um, emotional, spiritual, whether it's your career, whether it's like you trying to create a life where you get to live wherever you want, you know, your lifestyle that your path is your own. And 
we, we've been taught to compare to everyone else, right? All the time. I mean, our parents were already comparing for us, right? If you have siblings or they're comparing you to your cousins or like comparing you to themselves, everyone is always comparing all the time just because human brains like There's to do that. Way. Yeah. Um, but that when it comes to, yeah, your healing, your life, your path, that you can't really compare it to anybody else's. And it, it's, it just won't work because not everyone has had the same exact experiences you experiences as you circumstances, jobs, like just everything, right. Everything is different between every single human. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really glad that you like that you brought um, that you brought that up and I guess moving now into um, I mean, we talked a whole bunch about your career, about like your health specifically Um I'd love to hear some of your big dreams. I want to like go big here. I want to like, just, yeah. Like, let's just like feed off that energy and feed off that vision a little bit and maybe open up anyone else's mind. Who's, who's like in that space where they might be like scared to dream. And yeah. What are your like dreams and aspirations moving forward? I mean, I know mine changed like every other month, but right now, like what, what's your vision? Where do you see yourself going um, what do you want your impact to be? I'd love, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. And I mean, mine change all the time too. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I was just talking to my VA this morning about it because every other week I'm like, I have a new idea. I have new something else that we're going to do shift, shift, shift. <laughs> um, so I'm very grateful for her, but, um, I mean, honestly, like it, my biggest dream right now. So this year, what I'm working on, um, I'm hosting the first ever all-inclusive retreat for people that have endometriosis. So um, I just, I don't know. I know like women with endometriosis, like it's so easy for us to like put ourselves on the back burner because we know how shitty it feels to feel like shit all the time. And so we don't want anybody else in our life to ever feel that way. So it's like a common theme with a lot of my clients is like they're putting their own needs on the back burner Mm -hmm. um, and not taking care of themselves and not prioritizing their mental and physical health. Right. And so I'm hosting the first ever all-inclusive retreat for people that have endometriosis. And I just, I'm going to spoil the shit out of those women. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm so excited for it. Uh, It's going to be here in Austin, Texas in October, which if anybody knows Texas, October is like beautiful. It's like 80 Mm -hmm. and fabulous. Um, So I'm really excited for that. I know um, in the future, I would love to do like a lot of speaking events. Yeah. Oh, we're like the same person. Sure. (laughs) Um, and I have a book that I want to, oh, I have an idea for a book. I don't actually have a book written, but I have an idea for a book that I want to write. Um, I have a group program, like a big group accelerator program that's coming out this year. You know, there's just like things are always shifting and always changing. And I do want to give permission to anybody listening to this that is starting their business. And they're like, well, what if I want to shift something in the very beginning? You know, I started out as like a health coach and now I am more like mindset, spiritual coach, you know, like things can shift as long as like you're growing and shifting, like your business can grow and shift with you. And so, I mean, your dreams can grow and shift with you as well. Yeah. It's okay. And it's normal. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I was actually just writing about that in my journal and stuff this morning um, about how. I also want to be offering, like I'll be offering a virtual retreat, um, in, in May, but then moving into hosting like in-person ones. And yeah, I think that's a common theme, not just for, um, 
for people with endometriosis, but just with anyone who is probably listening to this podcast, anyone who struggles with anxiety or um, unhealthy relationships or having gone through a bunch of struggle in your life in some way that it just makes us feel like we aren't important enough to take care of. And so I also want to like pamper the shit out of like my clients and pamper the hell out of anyone who comes to those retreats because they totally deserve to. And I actually, in my meditation this morning, had a vision of um, myself speaking on a big stage for the first time and me like crying while I was doing it. And so, yeah, it's super cool how our journeys are leading to like similar, similar places, but again, they're both different, right? Yeah. And I mean, like more power to that. Like we can have similar dreams. Like even if we had the exact same dream, you know, like it would probably be different for us both, you know, and like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just no dream is too big. Like nothing's too saturated for you. You know, you can Mm -hmm. have whatever the frick you want in this world. Yeah. And that there's room for like, there's room for everyone. Like there's room for me, there's room for you, there's room for you listening to this. Like, even if you want to do the same thing and you want to write a book and speak on a stage, like there are millions of stages around the world. There are billions of books in existence and there's always like room for more. Like, you know, you being the billionth and one author is not going to be, it's not going to like saturate the market or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that mm-hmm. everyone gets to like, gets to bring their gift and shine, right? There's room for all of us to shine for sure. Um, yeah. I want to, I know, are there other things that you want to bring up or that you want to share um, to the dreamers who are listening to those who are feeling that itch to change their life or become more empowered in it or to start becoming leaders in their lives to start working for themselves or start, you know, finding careers maybe that are more suited to their lives. Yeah. Is there any, any other pieces of wisdom or golden nuggets you want to share? Um, I mean, I would just say like, if you're listening to this and like, maybe you don't feel like you could have any of these things, you're like, yeah, but that's not for me you know, or you're feeling like really down on yourself or your anxiety is getting in your way, or you feel like your endometriosis is in your way, you know, like uh, none of that matters. Like you, we can't control our circumstances, but we can choose how we react. Right. And so like Mm -hmm. the one beautiful thing about being a human is like, we all have the power to choose. So even if you're at your rock bottom, like dark night of the soul moment, like you have power in that moment to choose something different for yourself and for your life. And so like you can have anything that you want in this world, even if your circumstances are complete BS right now, you know, it just, it doesn't really matter what happened yesterday is you can make a different decision today and like totally alter the course of your life. Yeah. You know, but you just have to decide and make that decision to choose. Right. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of um, a song that I listen to whenever I start to forget this. And it, everyone who's listening to this has probably heard this song, but Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Mm-hmm. Like the chorus in particular is something that speaks to me when I start like letting myself feel down because of everything that's happening around me that I don't have control over and helps me remember that, hey, okay, I accept what's going on. That's out of my control. And these are all the things that I still like get to write like your story, just because you've been through a whole bunch of crap, whether you have endo, you had parents who were alcoholics like mine, whether you were like born into like a poor or immigrant family or wherever in the world you were born, 
like, yes, there's a lot of things there that are out of your control, but there's so many things that you have choice and power over. And that's so beautiful for you to like share with, with everyone here. And um, yeah, where can, where can people find you where I know you, so you have a podcast, you have an Instagram, so all the, all the links will be below, but um, I'd love for you to share where else people can find you, what your handle is, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing on what you just said. So if anybody's mm-hmm. ever read uh, Man's Search for Meaning, right? It just, mm. it's about, and I can't remember his name right now, but it is about this man who was in Auschwitz. So he was in the Holocaust. He was a Jewish, I believe he was a professor, right? And so he mm-hmm. wrote down in like in his little notebook or mental notes, I guess, um, about his journey there. And he, what made him like get through that, even though his circumstance was shitty, like what he realized in that whole situation was like, when we have meaning and purpose in our lives and when we can choose to hold on to that or find meaning and purpose in things, like we can move through even the shittiest of circumstances. Right. And so he was watching these people like lose hope and like lose yeah, lose hope that they were ever going to get out and pass away. And he was holding on to that meaning and purpose that he was going to share his story after he got out of this, that mm-hmm. he like wrote a whole book on it. So I highly recommend anybody read that book. Yeah. Um, it is, it's just a fantastic way to, that just shows you like, it doesn't matter what your circumstance is, right. You can still choose how you react in that moment. Um, to kind of look at your situation through a new lens. And so it doesn't have as much as emotional hold on you. Um, Yeah. I highly, highly recommend that book, but um, you guys can find me. I am all over as Chelsea Bree with three A's. So C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-A-B-R-I. My website is Chelsea Bree. We'll probably have all the links below. I have a podcast, Endo Babe podcast. Um, YouTube channel, like all of the fun stuff. So come find me, come say hi. My DMs are always open. Um, but yeah, if you're struggling with endometriosis, I would love to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming today, for recommending that book. And, um, yeah, just whether you guys reach out to Chelsea or you talk to me or you go get a book or reach out to anyone, I highly recommend that you reach out to, someone because in changing your perspective, changing your life, like making these really big shifts, um, it's really helpful to have others around and whether like, and to build that community for yourself. Um, community is so, so huge, whether it's Chelsea, me, anyone else, just got some people in your circle that are going to support you through this. Um, all the love. Thank you so much, Chelsea. And thank you listeners for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye oh babe thank you so much for taking the time to listen today i had so much fun and i'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you if you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast i would love 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 for you to screenshot it and post it on instagram at chelsea brie c-h-e-l-s-e-a-a-b-r-i and take me i would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes it makes me so happy i would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endo babes find me as well i adore you and i believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit you deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis so i love you so much and i hope you have a wonderful day and i'll catch you on next week's episode of the endo babe podcast